What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. All right, so big time uh, news today. Aaron Rodgers has agreed to a four-year deal with the Packers. It would appear as if this two-year-long, you know, back-and-forth drama between the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, has finally come to an end. And, you know, uh, what's funny about this is if you follow... Uh, and uh, if you follow the NFL, which if you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you follow at least at least somewhat, right? Uh, if you are a uh, NFL fan, you know that Green Bay was probably the best option for Aaron, right? It, it would have been interesting to see him on another team. I'm not debating that, but I'm just saying in general, the best option for Aaron was, in my opinion, Green Bay. They got weapons. He's been there. He's familiar. They can pay him a lot. They're a respectable organization. He likes to head coach Matt LaFleur. I, I, I really do believe in the fact that uh, Green Bay was the best place for him uh, in NFL. So look, in the NFL. So look, um, it, it appears as if the drama is over. But, you know, it's funny about this whole thing. It's coming up on that time. Oh, you know, it's March 8th. NFL draft is coming up. So this whole thing started, you know, roughly two, you know, give another month, give another month and a half or so, another two months. And this whole thing started roughly two years ago uh, when the Packers decided to draft Jordan Love. Now Aaron's back. He's there for the long term. It caused all sorts of headache, heartache. Media disruption for years. I mean, I don't think in the past two years, okay, I don't think there was a sports show you could put on on any sports network um, that that did not have some sort of story about Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and reports that Aaron Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay and reports that he wanted someone out of Green Bay and reports that, that he wasn't happy with Jordan Love or, or reports that Green Bay trying to keep Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying any of those are necessarily right or wrong, but I'm just saying this has caused all sorts. I, I truly believe, you know, it, it was that time in the sense that for both Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, it was that time. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it was that time to make a decision. It's either, okay, look, Aaron's got to move on. We're, we, we just don't click together. It just doesn't work. It's not a fit. Or it was like, okay, we got to commit to each other long term here. We cannot keep doing this back and forth where every few weeks there's a report about Aaron Rodgers being upset. Or every few weeks, you know, Green Bay's thinking about starting Jordan Love. Or every few weeks, this or that. It, 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 it got to that point where they needed to either commit to each other or move off of each other. But there was no, you couldn't keep doing this where it's like, okay, one year. We're gonna we're gonna verbally agree if Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded at the end of the season, then we're gonna let him go. Because you gotta have you gotta have that commitment to each other. And look, I think we all knew, like I said earlier, Green Bay was the best place. So if you want my opinion, this is better for both of them. Yeah, they're gonna be paying Aaron a lot of money. All right, they're gonna pay him a lot of money. They're gonna struggle in salary cap, 
there's no questioning that. But if the question is, would you rather pay Aaron a lot or roll the dice, have more money, but not have Aaron as your as your franchise quarterback next year, what would you rather have? And I think most people would say they would rather have Aaron as the quarterback. Um, so, and by the way, this is happening fairly early in the offseason. Like I said, we still got about two months, roughly. Well, a month and a half, roughly, late April is uh, NFL draft. So, they have time. They can talk it over with Aaron. See who they want to get. This is a deep receiver class. Maybe they can pick up another receiver. We'll have to see what happens with Devontae Adams. Uh, but yeah, reported by NFL Network. Uh, Aaron is staying in Green Bay for four more years. And let's be honest about that. If at the end of that four years, uh, Aaron's probably going to be looking into retiring. Uh, you know, I'd be surprised if, he's, if he stays longer than that. Uh, so yeah, you know, it, it's... This whole thing, this is just, this whole thing. I mean, one day I promise you, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a thirty for thirty or a, or a documentary on this thing because it's gonna be really. Uh, I mean, I could just you know, Aaron Rodgers. It's you know, you look at this whole thing from the beginning. Starts with Jordan Love getting drafted. Aaron Rodgers has a few comments here and there about frustration with the organization. Comes back though the next year, they they do pretty good in the COVID year. Then the next year he starts hosting. All of a sudden he starts hosting Jeopardy. Uh, does not want to come back to the team whatsoever. They talk him into a verbal agreement. This is he doesn't show up to camp till late. They they agree to a verbal agreement that if he wants to be traded at the end of the season, they do have a good season. Get eliminated first round of the season. Uh, you know, goes into goes into March. And uh, he decides he's going to stay there for another four years. Whew. So, yeah, this has been a, a crazy kind of story. All right. Let's go here. Uh, yeah, but that, that, that is the big story of the day. Um, so I, I do want to go talk a little bit of uh, – well, the, I, got, I got a couple stories. Kyler Murray um, – Report that he wants a deal by he wants a deal by the NFL draft. And uh, look, this is what I would say because I you guys know, um, and and this is what I said Friday. You guys know how I feel about Kyler Murray, favorite quarterback in the NFL. But look, if he, the reality is this, did he deserve a new deal? Probably, am I? I I would I would uh, I would agree there. I would say yes, he deserved a new deal. But here is where the tricky part comes in. The way he went about the situation was not handled great, and so when you do that, then then all of a sudden it's like, then all of a sudden I think everyone gets a lot more hesitant to you because then. Arizona now has more questions for you than you have. And by the way, um, and I was watching uh, Undisputed, it was, and they, they made a great point. They said, look, you know, I believe it was Shannon Sharp and Skip Bay was pretty much both saying this, which was Arizona's been nothing but great to Green Bay. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Arizona's been nothing but great to Kyler Murray. Um, 
You know, they hired Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler Murray is Cliff Kingsbury's guy. Get him DeAndre Hopkins. And and by the way, I, I completely agree with that. As much as I like Kyler Murray, it's not like Arizona has been. It, you know, it's not like Arizona hasn't acted like you're their guy. They absolutely have acted like that. More so than you could say about most other young quarterbacks. More so than you could say about most other quarterbacks in the league. The amount of, of, of confidence that they have in Kyler Murray as a quarterback going forward. It's crazy. It, it, it's, I mean, it's not crazy, but it, it, they do. it's not like they don't have confidence. It's not like they were looking at other quarterback options despite him getting injured. It's not like they, were, it, they hired Cliff Kingsbury, who Kyler Murray was his guy. He's always had supporters. DeAndre Hopkins, they got him another weapon. By the way, I, I was talking about my top five receivers, and I compared David Bell to Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore was an absolute steal. Uh, speed can run all over the place. He was an absolute steal in last year's draft. Their offense is explosive. They've got all sorts of weapons all over the field. Cliff Kingsbury supports Kyler Murray more so than you know more so than most coaches would support their young quarterback. They've been all in on Kyler Murray, and so look. I and that's the other thing you would kind of understand this from Kyler's perspective. If it was like, okay, well, Arizona hasn't really put, they haven't had any confidence in me. But, they, but they've but they had nothing but confidence in Kyler. They've had nothing but support for Kyler. Now, I, we don't know how this whole thing unfolded. We don't know if he asked for one before, before the uh, whole Instagram thing and whatnot. But all I'll say is this, like, you've got a team that supports you. Uh, you've got a team that supports you very much. You've got a organization, uh, coaches that have built a team around you, like like to sit on disputed. So it, it it just seems very odd to me that he went about it this way. All right, and let's talk a, a little about basketball. Lakers uh, fell to the Spurs yesterday. LeBron uh, was hurt, so he did not play. But look, you know, and, and I said this yesterday about LeBron is that he, he he's gonna I think he's gonna have to move on if he wants to win another title. But I think what you really gotta think about with the Lakers is this: they're historically in the NBA probably the most popular franchise, right? Like 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 you think NBA more than likely you think Lakers. Now there are obviously some other franchises that come to mind but they're definitely if not the top they're definitely one of the top ones right um the rams win a super bowl the lakers are still by far the most popular team in los angeles uh you know usc gets lincoln riley the 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 lakers are still by far the most popular team in los angeles and uh the lakers have a brand now it, uh, yeah I guess you could say brand they have a identity that is big with historically star which is some great players historically obviously Kobe comes to mind more than anybody but also now you got now you had LeBron for a couple years and by the way there is no franchise that can say they've won a title with both Kobe Bryant and LeBron James 
right? Like those are the big names, championships. Shaq has played for them. They've had Magic Johnson. They've had a lot of. They've had ton, tons and tons and tons of star players. The question that the Lakers are going to have to ask themselves is, even if LeBron doesn't leave, because LeBron is going to have to move on, because LeBron is going to have to retire at some point, is who is their next star player that they can go after? Because I think that is a big identity thing with the Lakers, is having a star player, having stars. And you're like, well, Anthony Davis. Well, Anthony Davis is a great player, no disputing that, but... He's not the star talent of LeBron, or he's not the star talent of Kobe. So, and there there aren't that many LeBrons and Kobe's and Shaq's, uh, you know, coming through the NBA draft. There's always a star player. Two weeks from now, two weeks from now, when the tournament starts, there's gonna be a player that you that uh, you probably never heard of, of that you probably never heard of, uh, and then he's gonna be all. Then he's gonna become the number one overall pick because of. Because of a monster game in the tournament, right? Not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that's the way the tournament works. But there's nobody right now in the NBA that has the potential to be that has potential star quality that you see leaving their team. Like Luca's a star, right? But Dallas is all in on Luca. Luca seems to be all in on Dallas. Uh you know, uh Damian Lillard is a star, but he's aging. You guys know I love Damian Lillard, but he's aging, and he's probably not going to leave uh, Portland. If he does, I don't think he's going to Lakers. Um, so, so the so the thing that the Lakers are going to have to deal with now is they've always they even when they have had success, like I said, they've always had a star talent on their team to keep them relevant. The thing that the Lakers are going to have to deal with for a little bit, maybe not, maybe I'll be wrong, maybe there'll be a star that pops in and says I'm going to play for the Lakers. But the thing that the Lakers are going to have to deal with is look. You are gonna you're gonna have a couple years or so, unless a star pops through and you get him, in which you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have very little star power on your team, in which you're not gonna have that much success more than likely, and that's not what the Lakers are used to. Even in years where they have had success, they've had stars, Kobe, right? Even in years where they have had a whole lot of stars, they've had championships. They've always had one or the other or both, but rarely do you see the Lakers uh, star, star, starved or championship starved. You just don't see that from them that often, and that's where they're at right now, and uh, and we're going to have to see how that works. By the way, busy day today in the NFL, uh, franchise tags, all of that going on right now. Uh, and another thing that's kind of funny about this, Going back to the Aaron Rodgers thing is how how does this now? And by the way, you're going to slowly, slowly, slowly start to see all uh, the chips fall where they may because all these quarterbacks are going to have to end up somewhere, and it's going to and it's going to severely impact who gets picked in the NFL draft because. I know this, and I've said this yesterday. I've, I've said, I said I said this either yesterday or Friday. This I I agree in the sense that this is not a draft where quarterbacks are are considered the best prospects in this year's draft. But slowly but surely, I think you're going to see scouts or whoever start to say, you know, I could really see some potential with this guy. This guy's going to be good. Personally, my guy, I, I really really think that Matt Corral is going to be 
a great, great quarterback. Uh, I think he's athletic. Yeah, he had the injury in the Sugar Bowl. But uh, I think he's athletic. I think he's a team guy. Uh, and, and by the way, all of these quarterbacks, yeah, they're not the ideal prospect necessarily. Uh, people want to point to Kenny Pickett's hand size or whatever. But the idea that because they have weaknesses, they can't be because they're not the perfect prospect. They can't be great quarterbacks in the NFL. It's nonsense. Because l- let me get to this point. Uh, the all these quarterbacks, wh- why they do have weaknesses, they also have strengths that you don't see in a lot of quarterbacks. They can they can help out your offense and make your offense unique. Uh, make it kind of foreign to different defenses, so that you're not. It can make it different to different defenses so that they really have to put an extra preparation. And here's what I mean. Uh, So Desmond Ritter is kind of a unique quarterback type. He's rough. He's not afraid to get hit. He can run a four. He can run in the four fours, uh, four, four, nine. He ran four, five. So obviously that was the unofficial time, but he still got speedy time for a quarterback. Uh, He can run. He can throw the ball. Uh, look, he's not he's not necessarily uh, Drew Brees level accurate, but he he's definitely a unique player type, and he could definitely be a quarterback. Uh, definitely play quarterback in the National Football League and be successful at it. These guys, this this year in the NFL draft, I believe in specific quarterbacks, but also with these receivers, you've got a lot of unique talents in the draft this year: quarterbacks, wide receivers, uh, even our defenses. The qu- and, and this is true with every NFL draft, but especially, especially this one. The question with these guys is, in my opinion, that's going to be a big factor in determining their success, not the only, but a big one, is are they going to be put in the right system in the right place? Because if they're put in the right place with the right coaches and the right team drafts them and they know when to play them and they know how to, and they know how to coach them, then there's no doubt in my mind these guys can have, can have some success. These guys are going are, are gonna to put on a show. Uh... These guys can can lead an offense, all of that. But if they, this is very similar to what I would say with Lamar Jackson, with Kyler Murray. Not that I think there's, Desmond Murray is probably the closest, but not that I think there's anybody quite that athletic. But these guys all are talented. These guys all can play. But the uniqueness of their talent is going to become a strength or a weakness depending on where they get put. On, on who drafts them and where they get put in the system and and how they get and how they get you know coached that is really what it's going to come down to it's like there are a few prospects that you can say where they land it doesn't matter and 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 you know in the history of the NFL draft but this draft class is going to either explode. You're going to have some players that explode, and I think you're going to have some players similar to all draft classes that fizzle out. But the reason I specifically with this one is because you're going to have players. You're, you're going it, to. It's just a bunch of unique talent types. Not saying it's a bad thing, but what that means is it all comes down to the fit of the team that they get drafted to, and if they get drafted to the wrong team, you know. They're going to have a hard time succeeding, but if they get drafted to the right team, the right system, and they know how to use their talent properly, then, oh, yeah, these guys are going to have some success. I can see Matt Corral. I can see Desmond Ruger. I can see Kenny Pickett. I can see all these guys balling out having success, and that's and that's including with the receivers, the the speedy receiver class. If they get put in the right system, oh, yeah, they're going to succeed, but if they get put in the wrong system, people try to use them wrongly, 
it, it's going to be rough. So we're going to have to see about that. We'll get more NFL news. I got some mock traps coming up for you guys shortly. Um, but yeah, that's the big news today. Aaron Rodgers agrees to re-sign with the Green Bay Packers. It's funny how it's going to affect. Uh, we'll have to see how it's going to affect everything. And by the way, I just want to say this. Now watch. That was the first domino to fall. Watch all of these other places and all of these other deals uh, start to take place shortly. All that's how it typically works in the quarterback. Now there's a lot of like a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks, but watch how all the dominoes start to fall shortly. And, and that's kind of by the way, that's kind of why I'm waiting. Some some of the reason why I'm waiting for the mock draft because. I want to see a couple more quarterback dominoes fall into place, but this is certainly a big one, uh, and we'll have to see throughout the day, see throughout the week, see throughout the next couple weeks how that affects the NFL. Um, thank you, but thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode. You have no idea how much it means to me, and if you would, I, I appreciate if you're still listening. I would just like to read you uh, a Bible verse really quick if you'd be willing to listen to it. Uh, this comes from Luke chapter 15. Verse 11, and uh, this is Jesus telling a parable. I'm sure, you know, maybe you've heard of the parable of the the lost son, prodigal son, sometimes it's called. Um, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, you've heard it before, but maybe you quite haven't heard it in the Bible. So I'd like, I, would, I would like to read this to you if you want to listen, and I'd really appreciate that. It says, then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he set him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like no one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his head and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this is my son, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be married. Now his older son was in the field. As he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called, and one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received his safe and sound, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fat calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you, I never transgressed, transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours comes who has devoured your livelihood with herald, you killed the fatted calf for him. 
He said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make Mary and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Uh, if you're listening, if you're still listening, I really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, the beautiful part of that parable, what Jesus is saying there is, look, maybe you used to go to church when you were younger. I'm, I'm sure you've heard that before, uh, if you've ever been in church or anything, like if you've ever gone to church or anything uh, like that. But the beautiful part of that parable is that the best part, you, you know, the story of the Bible in Jesus is really about redemption. Uh, humans sinned against God. Death became a curse. This used to be a perfect world, you know. And uh, and when Adam and Eve decided to sin against God, it all it all fell apart. And uh, death became famines. All all the bad stuff we have in the day's world was because of that initial sin against God. And the beautiful part of what God did was, like He's a just God, and so there's got to be a punishment for sins. And so the Bible says, "If you die in your sins." you will have your part. Uh, Jesus says, if you die in your sins, you will have your part in the everlasting fire. Okay? And I know you're listening to that and you're like, maybe you think I'm crazy, maybe that scares you. But I do have good news for you. God came down in human form in Jesus. I'm sure you've heard of him. He died on the cross and took your punishment. And you know, um, the beautiful part is if you, and you say, well, maybe I ran away or I ran away from God or I went home. That's the beautiful part of the, that, that's the parable of the lost son. That's what it's all about. It's about people have run away or they sinned against God. And, and, and look, we're still in God's grace right now. Um, and it's not going to be the way forever, but right now you have the opportunity to turn back because what is, you know, you know, uh, one time I was listening to this, uh, in a sermon, it might've been. Calvin Ray Evans, it was Calvin Ray Evans, I believe, and he said something. Uh, he said, you know, the beautiful part of this parable is the fact that, it's the fact that, the, what does that tell you that the, when he was a great way off, the father told him, it, it, that, what does that tell you that when he when the son was a great way off coming back, that the father ran to him? It tells you that the father never stopped looking. That's the beautiful part. God never stopped looking for you, and I believe it's his will that maybe you're hearing this today. And so if you're here in this day and you ran from God or you turned from him, I encourage you, please start living your life with God. Trust in Jesus as your Savior so he can save you as your sins and he can take your punishment and you can have everlasting life. If you would like more insight on this, uh, please, you can DM me on Instagram. I'd be glad to answer your questions. Um, if you want to start reading the Bible uh, and you don't have one, uh, you can. Uh, there's all sorts of Bible apps you can download. All sorts of free Bible apps, Holy Bible, New King James Version. Um, and also, if you are going to start reading the Bible, I suggest you start reading in the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and specifically, now read all of them, but, but read specifically the crucifixion of Jesus, and it will show you how he came for the remission of sins, of my sins, and for your sins. And if you uh, confess him as the Lord, you believe upon him and you put your faith in him, he can save you from your sin. Now, um, another thing I want to touch on really quickly is this. If you are struggling with doubt in God or you have questions, this is a site that really helped me. It's not; it's a website, but if you're on YouTube, you can just go to YouTube in the channel. Cross-examine a man by the name of Frank Turek. Uh, I truly, truly encourage you, if you have any interest in this, check him out. Um, he can answer all your questions about God, a lot of your questions, and he can, I promise you, he can prove to you God exists. So if you would, if you... If you're still listening, I do really appreciate it. And one more thing, if you would, I like to say a prayer for you real quick. Dear Father, I ask that you touch this person's heart. I ask that you 
that you touch their heart and allow them to know you, uh, put your desires in them, put your desires in your heart and help them to know you so that they may come to have everlasting life. In Jesus name, amen. Thank you everybody so much for listening for the, to this episode. It really does mean a lot to me. If you're still listening, it really does mean a lot too. Thank you uh, guys for listening. Have a great day. I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio.